Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Coke Zero Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck, second tallest libertarian that we know of, Thompson, while he's sipping on a Coke Zero, which is not a sponsor of the podcast, and they do not endorse anything that we say. Actually, they're probably exact opposites of everything that we say, which is which is good. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been spending all my days, you know, every waking moment trying to figure out how to be less white oh, because that's good. Maybe then I'll be enough that that is. So I think Coca-Cola might have done it. I mean, they that's where I got that from. You know, I <coughs> I took a look at their memo that they released their TPS reports. I was looking that over. I said, mm, OK, uh, I can't do anything else. Clearly. Until I become less white. Yeah. Because that's what they want. You're right now, you're, you're the scourge of the earth right I now. I can't be taken yeah. seriously right now. Nothing There's that you no say way. matters. No. I have no credibility. There's nothing about me that uh, is going to make anybody want to listen to me until <clears throat> I'm less white. That's according to Coca Cola. The only thing worse than white splaining or mansplaining is white mansplaining. And, and that's basically what we do all the time. So. Anyway, I don't know what any of that had to do with, but this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every day of the week when Charlie wants to. So hit that subscribe button. Oh, sorry, I'm not going to do an ad. This is ad-free for the people watching on our Discord right now via Patreon. But I'm not even going to tell you how you would go to that you website. Can't. I'm not going to do an ad because the for group, Patreon. The, the Patreon group, they got together and they collectively <laughs> bargained through the free market. And they said... You know what? We're giving you some money for, for for being a part of this group, and by golly, we demand that you don't even tell people where to go. No, you're gonna have to insert those ads. And so, you know, what? we listened. We would not do an ad for our Patreon group to start the show. Mm -mm. There would be no reason because I'm gonna put one in later. Exactly. So we're not gonna waste anyone's time that's watching live right now, telling them. About our Patreon group. And where to go to sign up for Where it. you would go to sign up. It's not even a link in the show notes that you would go to. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone about that. Ever. At all. At, at all. We're I'm not, not going to mention it. In fact, we won't even spend any time on no, it. No. None. <laughs> whatsoever. So. All right, guys. Let's get, to some <laughs> let's get to some quick news. Let me tell you guys about Run Your Mouth Coffee. If you guys like coffee like I do, then get yourself some delicious bean goodness from Run Your Mouth Coffee. So, you know, you might know John Odermatt, Lines of Liberty, got a podcast called Finding Freedom, Ben Pangy, Homesteads and Homeschools. All right, so two liberty-loving podcasters coming together to bring you guys some amazing coffee. So Ben and John have set out to bring fresh, roasted, delicious coffee to your doorstep and use these bold beans as a vehicle to promote uncensored speech. The goal here is they're selling coffee, first off. Selling really good coffee, okay? And they're also promoting free speech at the same time. Hey, the company's called Run Your Mouth Coffee. All right. They take your freedom to speak and express yourself seriously. All of their coffee is roasted to order. That means that you'll receive fresh roasted coffee at its peak flavor. All coffee varieties are available in both ground and whole beans. So if you don't got yourself a bean grinder, which I don't, I don't, 
I don't know how to do it. I've never done it before. I never ground my beans before. So I got to get that ground coffee. You can grab that. Use the promo code Good Morning. Just Good Morning, all one word for Good Morning Liberty. This is a podcast that you're listening to right now. So use the promo code Good Morning to get 10% off and free shipping. That's rymcoffee.com, where delicious coffee meets uncensored real fast uh, well hey newsflash by the way the minnesota court has reinstated the third degree murder charges for Derek chauvin Ooh. so uh, in so my supreme opinion, court lay down the hammer in my official opinion now he will be convicted of something because i think they can at least get him on third degree murder and i think that's what everyone else decided i think there might still be so they're going to keep second degree and manslaughter too though and second degree second degree manslaughter and um there was something else there too. I can't remember. I think second degree Felony unintentional assault. murder was in there also. Okay. I think there's three, at least three charges right now. Yeah. And if not, they'll figure out whether or not he's paid his taxes on time. Which <laughs> makes sense because it takes else. three licks to get the center of a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. And it, so by default, everything happens in threes. That is like, that, is that one that your granddaddy used to tell me? Because that's the same thing I used to hear too. Yes. Okay. You learned that in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> okay, that wasn't the actual news story we were going to go with right here, but it's important to mention. This is a cool story. From not, the, not the Patreon group. No. That's not where we're going to mention. We're going to mention something else. Yeah. Or the trading class. Yeah, we won't talk about either of those. Not master. No, we're not going to talk about no. it. No. Not going to mention gonna, this on gonna, the show. Yeah. What we're going to mention is something else. So go ahead. <laughs> so this is pertaining to you guys hear about that stimulus bill that two trillion, sorry, one point nine trillion. It's important. Important. It's one point nine, not two trillion. Now, you would think that this would be a temporary plan to fix the economy. Hang on, though. That is yeah. a big deal, Nate. It is a pretty big deal. I know because a lot of people are think, oh, what's the difference between one point nine and, and two <laughs> trillion? I'll tell you. It's a hundred billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that is a big deal. We we used to you did the great comparison about from here to the moon and how much a trillion actually is. Okay. Uh, so it is a, a trillion inches, right? Is to the moon and back thirty three times. Yeah. That's so, correct. So it is a it's a hundred billion is a really big deal. Although in the grand scheme of the government stealing your money from your future from our future generations and blowing it uh then it's it's not that big a deal i guess because now we just we throw around a trillion like it's just nothing um wes had another good one i've heard something like this before if you go back a billion seconds you would be in 1987 if you go back a trillion seconds you'd be in 30,000 bc that's before coronavirus so 100 so, billion yeah. 100 billion that would be about three about 300 years so you would be in 17. We'd be at the founding of the country, you know, 1720, something like that. Yeah, Four. that's how big of a deal it is between 1.9 and 2 trillion. OK, sorry. Let's see. We're not going to. That's not a big deal. We're not going to talk about the Patreon group or about the stock class, anything like that. All right. We're going to talk about this article from Reason and whether or not these are temporary provisions to help aid our economy in this moment of need or whether or not we've just slipped in a bunch of things that are, in fact, going to be a part of our economy and our welfare system for a long time. And this is how these things happen. You do a little temporary thing, you give someone just a little bit of meth, and then guess what? When the meth runs out, they're like, hey, <clears throat> I kind of still need it. And then the government says, okay, well, guess what? People need this, all right? That's, that's what they, we can't just give them a little bit of meth. 
We gotta get we we're gonna keep them pumping, man. Look, they're gonna get tired. Come on, and then man. You, then you name it something like for the people act <laughs> and you put in these what the media will will say, oh, what's in this bill? And they'll just say, Oh, fourteen hundred dollar checks. Yeah. And a family of four is gonna get almost nine thousand dollars. And then that way, if you're representative were to vote against it that you can be mad at them hmm. regardless of everything else they stick into it and they know this and this one this. just to correct charlie's mistake is called the american rescue plan the for the people act was the voting rights legislation that has not yet been passed oh so, oh sorry well yeah this one is rescuing america yes okay because right. this what is in this will rescue so this is, should be called the American Destruction <laughs> Plan. Looked at one way, the American Rescue Plan, Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion economic intervention, is just another pricey COVID-19 bill in a series of them. Another one-time injection of funds into an economy in crisis. Biden has repeatedly agreed that the plan is fundamentally about quick emergency relief and in-the-moment temporary measure to beat back the pandemic and get the economy going. Over the long term, however, it's likely to be much more than that. You don't say. Yep. Oh, by the way, this is called Biden's coronavirus relief plan will probably cost a lot more than $1.9 trillion. Mm. The plan funds an $86 billion bailout to multi-employer pensions. The plan props up underfunded pension schemes for about 185 unions, those benevolent, benevolent unions mm. that only have your interests at heart, many of which have relied too heavily on risky investments rather than worker contributions. So what they did was instead of telling people that they would make money uh, by contributing to their pension plans, they're like, you just give a little bit and we're going to make record breaking returns in the stock market forever. So you'll for sure make this money and you can depend on it, uh, it like your children's lives depend on it. And clearly they weren't <clears throat> using the strategies in that in that class. We won't talk. We won't no, mention. No, they weren't using the ERB. They, no. they were not using that. Mm. The pensions were melting down long before COVID-19 became a threat, by the way. That's typical of this bill, which is heavy on handouts to a slew of Democratic constituencies. Teachers unions have been clamoring for an infusion of federal funds, arguing that such funding is essential for reopening classrooms. <laughs> we, I can't go back in and teach in-person learning unless you inject my pension fund with all this fake money. If this school is not plated in gold, I can't go back. <laughs> It just wouldn't be healthy. <laughs> the bill includes about $130 billion in primary education funding, but very little of that money. By the way, this bill, this bill right now, where's something I can throw? All right. This bill has $130 billion in primary education funding, $6 billion of it to be used this year. For immediate, for immediate relief. Yes, for immediate relief. Immediate. Six billion to be used this year. In part because the previous coronavirus spending bills provided over $100 billion in education money already. Oh my God. Their total budget every year is $63 billion. Oh, my God. This isn't funding that will be used to reopen schools. It's a slush fund that will balloon federal education spending for years to come. In the process, it will create a new baseline for federal education funding one that will likely be hard to scale back. And that is exactly the truth, because now their budget used to be $63 billion every year, and now they've had these massive injections of cat. Do you guys think they're ever actually going to go back to $63 billion again? They've now, basically, if they can use $6 billion this year, plus they had $100 billion, and their normal budget's $63, they've had about $170 billion. So they're 
That's $107 billion more yeah. than what they typically. So, I mean, how many of you actually think that the budget will ever get back down to $63 billion? So no, that's why they're be- saying this is going to cost way more than $1.9 trillion because these are long-term effects no, to our Government budgets. contracts are only as good as how much you can increase them the next year. <laughs> exactly. All right. And when we talk about cuts, we talk about a cut in the increase of the <clears throat> actual budget. <laughs> because you see, they do these one, two, five percent increases every year. That's how they project uh, everything. It's like, oh well, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep growing, never stop growing. And what happens? We we read this story to you guys. Go back and listen to probably episode two hundred and seventy six. When the Department of Defense <laughs> was close <clears throat> to their budget, they needed to waste about twenty five million dollars or so, so that they could use all of their budget funds. That way, they could get their increase that they wanted. And what did they do? What did they do? Well, they decided to order a bunch of lobster. <laughs> they spent $25 million on lobster. So that's what the Department of Education is going to do now. They're going to have to make sure they use all of this money. That way they can get that budget increase. That's and then you, they can about. prove that there's no way they could go back to the original budget. To the gift. I need more gifts posted so I can't see this thing in, in the corner. Of my that's a lot. Which is why this isn't just another spending bill. It's a revolution in the federal approach to social programs, or at least the start of one. It's designed to kickstart an expansion of pricey federal social programs, particularly on children and health care. The bill includes $34 billion boost to Obamacare's private insurance subsidies, designed in part to remedy a problem that the health care law created. Plans sold through Obamacare's exchanges tend to be fairly expensive and thus unaffordable for those who don't qualify for subsidies. Biden's recovery plan boosts subsidies and makes higher earners. In some instances, households earning well into six figures eligible for federal assistance. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And who gets that subsidy, by the way? The insurance companies that we hate. And they can just keep, why not? Why would you stop raising your prices? I would never. Why would you ever stop the raising your prices? The government's just going to keep giving you money. <laughs> if Literally, if the government subsidized our Patreon group that we're not going to talk about, we would raise our prices. It's exactly what we would do. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what just, happens. That's just natural, folks. All right. If you guys are potentially going through a stressful time right now, maybe you're reading things on Twitter and you're getting really stressed. Maybe you're going through family problems. Maybe you have relationship issues. Maybe you're depressed uh, for whatever reason. The, the lockdowns have caused depression. Maybe all kinds of other things. Uh, deaths in the family, anything. Better help is going to help you. All right. These are licensed therapists. You go in there, you make an account. And you answer some questions and they pair you up with a therapist, a licensed therapist that you can talk to through the app. You can do phone calls, video calls, all kinds of stuff like that. Secure calls. I know a lot of people don't like talking about important things like this over the over the airwaves. You know, we're worried about that. It's a very secure app. No one else is going to see your conversations. All right. They're going to pair you up with someone. You don't have to go with the person that they pick for you. You're going to give you a list. You can choose between different people. It's so much cheaper than going into the office 
it's safer. If you're worried, if you uh, have a compromised immune system, if you're worried about going out in public, it's safer. Just going to stay at home, be able to go do this over your phone. So anyway, check out the BetterHelp app. Get on your phone, search BetterHelp, get on your computer, type in BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash GML will give you 10% off your first month, 10% off BetterHelp.com slash GML. For now, this boost is temporary, lasting just two years, but there's little doubt that Democrats will push for an additional spending to become to become permanent. Over time, that nominally temporary $34 billion could end up costing more like $160 billion, according to the National Taxpayers Union Foundation. The same goes for the plan's expansion of the child tax credit. <clears throat> As a result of Biden's plan, most parents in the country will receive a monthly check of up to $300 per child. Like the Obamacare subsidies, this too represents a temporary boost. Under the current plan, the program lasts for just one year at an on-paper cost on paper, of about $100 billion. But as the Obamacare subsidies, there's, there's every reason to expect the Democrats will push to extend the plan, setting up a permanent system of checks to parents at a true cost of closer to $770 billion, according to the NTUF. That's the Ugh. thing. Once you start this, you can't, you can't take it back because now people are going to have a right to it. They're going to adjust their lives off of receiving this money. Cost of living is going to go up everywhere because people are going to have more money that they can spend on things. Prices are going to rise on everything because people have more money they can spend on things. Daycare is going to go up. <clears throat> daycare is going to go up, of course. And then when the this two-year provision is gone or the one-year provision is gone, they say you can't take that away from people. If you take it away, they can't afford anything. Look at the price of everything. God. The New it's, York it's Times. It's literally like a shot of heroin. The New York Times News, not the opinion, by the way, New York Times News section said the child benefit has the markings of a policy revolution, though framed in technocratic terms as an expansion of the existing tax credit. It is essentially a guaranteed income for families with children. And that that's true. Biden's recovery plan isn't just or even mostly pandemic relief, and it's not a one time infusion of cash to Democratic supporters and political allies, it's the start of a new era of federal largesse, one that will move more Americans on the government support, perhaps for a long time to mm. come. Great, mm. great piece from Reason.com right Just there. Just sick. Mm, man, sick to my I stomach. so mad. I threw my crackers over here. Mm -hmm. Where'd they go? I cracked and, my, I cracked and my crackers. You know what? Here's the thing. What can we do about it? What? What can we actually do about it? Um, you know, we read that story yesterday where that lady finally realized once her job was threatened by by Biden's support, you start to realize that these the people in power and what they're doing do have real consequences and they make everyday life much, much harder uh, for honestly for the poorest people among us, because you know who can afford the higher prices. It's the rich people. So so the very people they purport to help are the ones that are going to suffer the most. And you, you don't say, and it's just, you know, how much worse can it get? Oh, well, I mean, it, it could get, if you look in the history books, it could get a lot worse, but well, I know I, that was, that was a rhetorical <laughs> it, question. It's, um, it's, it couldn't get any more obvious than this. And this is actually something like I was saying earlier in the week, we're, we've had a UBI conversation before. And like we're, you know, we can't pass a UBI, but if you pass these stimulus checks often enough, 
you're going to have to keep doing it. And eventually it's going to become a UBI mm -hmm. that you're giving people. And then you're going to have to keep doing it because as prices adjust to that, people won't be able to survive without receiving those checks. And maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the entire plan. And uh, I'm starting to lean towards the idea that maybe the Democrats, maybe the left took advantage of this whole coronavirus situation. No. Yeah, I think they might have taken advantage they would of it. Never. So. Yeah, because a 0.7% of, uh, of this bill 0.7% of it went towards vaccine distribution. And and then the rest of it goes towards all kinds of other crap. I'm sure there's some money towards buying vaccines and stuff like that, but actually getting the vaccines into the arms of the people, they're, they don't seem to be as worried about that as setting up a new economic structure where people have to be dependent on the government. Literally into the arms. Into the arms of the PIO. Yeah, vaccines. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, as Denetic said up there in the live group, he said, at least it's not the bad orange man. And I... I will agree with that, but I'll also say Trump was doing the same thing. Well, I think he was being. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you, yeah, right. Because everybody's like, oh, great. You know, Biden's going to save us. He's going to rec rescue us. At least it's not Trump. It's more of the same, folks. Yeah. Trump passed a $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief aid package. And it's like, it's just more of the same garbage. The same thing just happens regardless of who's in power. The government just gets bigger. Yeah, that's what happens, because it, as you remember from the previous coronavirus coronavirus relief, uh, you know, uh, stimulus that they passed, education already got 100 billion from that. Yeah. Even though the schools weren't open, they're still not open. A lot of them still aren't. Yeah. So what I, what did they get the money for? For failing pensions, for people making mistakes, the unions making mistakes. This is a pension. Gonna, this it's is a literally pension fund a bailout. bailout. <laughs> it's a bailout. <laughs> It's sickening, man. All right. I'm having a hard time even focusing. This I one uh, gets so mild. This one should have been in the dumb bleep, but this week's dumb bleep has, is so jam-packed full of things that I had to add in two of the dumb bleep entries today. So Charlie's going to take us through one of them because this is ridiculous, man, and we're going to be mad at some Republicans here for yeah. a minute. This is coming from Fox News. Fox News. Kentucky bill would make it a crime to insult police officers. Oh, God. Why? Why? <laughs> I'll I'll, the reason there's why. There's not enough, like, there's not enough going on in the world. You know, you didn't try to stop these crazy laws from being passed. What you're going to focus on <coughs> is making it a crime to insult police officers. The reason and why. And what's an insult? I don't. <sighs> what constitutes an insult? Who determines what an insult is? Probably the officer, I guess. I say, <laughs> the arresting officer. <laughs> like, could they interpret me saying sorry? Mm. You know, I, I'll say this on the podcast, and I love my fiance to death. <laughs> but we've had this <laughs> conversation. Never before. a good thing to start. You and I have had this all. conversation before. You know, it's something bad. You know, you and I have had this conversation yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> especially men, and those of you who self-identify as men, I, 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 I can't assume your gender out there, obviously, because I'm, I'm working on being more inclusive here. All right. <laughs> but apparently men have a tone when they talk. <laughs> okay. This happens to the best of us. All right. It happens to the least. It happens to the best. Apparently we have a tone. So what if I said, I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. And that officer then interpreted my tone that I have that I can't. I don't hear it myself. Trust me, I, I don't hear my tone, but apparently I've got a tone. All right. 
and he interprets my tone as something that's an <laughs> insult to him. It's, then what? You know what's funny is women never have a tone. No. <laughs> no. Of course not. No tone. They're women. <laughs> Mate. No. There's no such thing as tone. There's to no them. tone that could provoke any type of action or provoke any type of argument. There's no tone to be had from that side of the <laughs> argument at all. No. No, I will agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> they don't even poop. <laughs> So anyway, for Fox News, a bill advancing out of a Kentucky Senate committee. Just like Kim Jong-un. On Thursday <laughs> would make it a crime to insult or taunt a police officer to the point where the taunts provoke a violent response. <laughs> it sounds like a lack of self-control to me. Senate Bill 211 passed by a 7-3 to three vote, according to reports. The proposal was a response to riots throughout the country last summer, said the bill sponsor, Senator Danny Carroll, a Republican from Benton, Kentucky, a retired police officer. Huh. <laughs> Wonder what his motive is. So if you, if you hit someone, your argument is like, yeah, but you, you should have heard what they said. Like, you didn't hear what that person said to me. They right. deserved it. Yeah, they, des they deserved it. <laughs> Quote, in these riots, you see people getting up in officers' faces, yelling in their ears, <laughs> oh, man. doing everything they can to provoke a violent response, Carol said, according to the Louisville Courier-Journal. I'm not saying the officers do that, but there has to be a provision within that statute to allow officers to react to that, <laughs> because that does nothing but incite those around that that vicinity and it furthers and escalates the riotous behavior. He continued. Carol noted the bill wasn't about limiting lawful protest in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> How? How? Because <laughs> yelling fuck at an officer <laughs> somehow is not peaceful. It sounds. <laughs> this is. Sorry. Uh yeah i'm sorry mom it's so you literally i don't know i've always i've always tried to be the bigger person in an argument like you you think that you stand up taller you're someone not like the literal <laughs> bigger person most of the time as long i'm not as long as i'm not around charlie or his family i'm the biggest person in the argument <laughs> yeah but um it's good to be the better person the bigger person if someone is like yelling at you and screaming obscenities all these types of things then and it's being filmed and it's being filmed like guess what don't, don't be a bitch don't, yeah <laughs> okay just don't do it just stand there just what's that old saying uh stand there what's that old saying stones and sticks can break my hips <laughs> but words will never hurt that was exactly the way yeah. i heard it yeah so words words ain't now i'm not saying words can't be hurtful because they can be hurtful <laughs> but when your job is to stand there and there's a thing called freedom of mother trucking speech. Senator Carroll, I can say whatever the hells I want to, when I want to. Just, Doesn't matter who's around. I, now, I'm not saying that's the right thing. That's to what do. I was going to say. I don't agree yeah, I don't, with it. With exactly. It. Yeah. I'm not saying that you should go around and every cop you see go up to his ear and get real close. Don't touch because that would be assault. <laughs> but get real close and just scream obscenities. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I wouldn't encourage my kids to do that. Okay. Now, if they would have argued that this was an assault because of potential spread of the coronavirus, then they probably could have got some Democrats on board with this. But unfortunately, they went the other direction on it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy to me to not think that officers should be 
I don't know, should be the bigger person. Like you're, you got a gun, you know, yeah. you're wearing a helmet, you got riot gear on and there's someone yelling at you. And your, your argument now is that that person might provoke you to lose your temper and hit them because of the things that they said to you. So therefore them saying the things to you should be illegal. Just ignore them. Guys, there's stupidity coming from all sides. Okay. It's everywhere. So, he, like I said, he noted that the bill wasn't about limiting lawful protest, even though it is, by the way. Uh, Shapiro, not Ben, another Shapiro, who's an attorney with the ACLU of Kentucky, said, the idea that the legislator would be criminalizing speech in such a way is offensive. <laughs> she, and and uh, Corey, he probably yelled that. So, the First Amendment protects people's ability to express themselves, even if it's using offensive words to the police. That's true. So I agree. I I agree as yeah. well. So again, folks, it's not about being Republican or Democrat. It's not about being left or right. It's about having a set of principles and realizing that things like the, the first amendment, things like freedom of speech, things that are a cornerstone to Liberty, not democracy, Liberty. <laughs> okay. Things like that, that you have to have that foundation, that principal foundation. You can't let something else get in the way of that. You can't say, oh, well, I'm a Republican, so I've got to support this. No, no, you call it out on all sides and realize that this goes against liberty and say, I'm not going to stand for that. <laughs> well, there's our early dumb bleep entry right there. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, man. All right. It's all about getting my blood pressure up for the weekend. I know, ma'am. Back to this is a lower blood pressure situation here. Back to an economics conversation. And then we'll go with a higher blood pressure situation to cap off the show because it's pretty funny. Okay. This is from fee.org. Nice little minimum wage economics conversation here. Walmart and Costco just gave over 400,000 workers a raise despite no minimum wage increase. Here's why. Walmart's it's the same. It's the same way that the Patreon group got away with no live ad reads during the show anymore. It's free market. It's a free market. Yeah, that's exactly why. Walmart's average hourly wage used to be $14 per hour back in January 2020. But with these new raises, they plan to boost that average to over $15 an hour. This move comes on the heels of increasing demand for household goods due to COVID-19, especially through online orders. What do they mean by average, by the way? Because that's not their minimum. No, it's their average. It's a, of all the workers who work there. Okay. So that's including managers who are making 35 bucks an that's hour. So to make and, sure and we're not going to be those people yeah. that try to read these stats as if we're trying to get people to think, oh, well, like Walmart's, your starting pay is 15. That's not true. Yeah. Walmart's starting pay is 11. It's 11, but they're yeah. average, so they're giving people raises yeah. to where the averages is coming out higher. But Walmart isn't the only large employer handing out raises. On February 25th, Costco announced it would be raising wages for its lowest paid hourly workers, setting a new company-wide minimum of $16 per hour. Now this is a minimum. That's a minimum right there. <clears throat> Quote. Shoot, you can make more money working at Costco than you can <laughs> being a paramedics. <laughs> Quote from the CEO here of Costco, it takes a lot of time to interview and find employees. We want people to stay with us. So literally just an incentive there. They want to entice people to stay there and work there because yeah. they don't want to take time training people. There's a lot of training costs and finding decent people, especially in this day and age that can actually work. How many employees did you go through? 
that that I've gone mm-hmm. through total. Yeah. In my life, I don't know, like ten or eleven, I guess. No, when you had your house flipping. Oh, business. employees. I thought you said employers. No, employees. Oh, twenty five. Twenty five ish. I know. Yeah. And that you had that. You guys basically ran that company for a little what over two years. Two two and a half years. We flipped over two hundred houses. And basically one person a month that you went through and could not find anybody good enough to stay. Yeah. And only about 10% of them robbed us. (laughs) Wasn't too bad. Two and a half. Two Two and a half half percent. Yeah. (laughs) No, two and a half people robbed you. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was saying. A little bit more. (laughs) 10, maybe 10 and a half percent or maybe 12%, something like that. Anyway, raising without government minimum wage mandates can... Conspicuously absent from these raises is any change in the federal minimum wage law. So if the federal minimum wage hasn't gone up and likely won't be going up anytime soon, what exactly is driving these wage hikes? The answer, in a word, is competition. What? Competition. What? Walmart, quote, has been competing with Amazon and others for warehouse workers and other staff that are handling a surge in online orders during the pandemic, the Wall Street Journal reported. Notably, Amazon raised its minimum pay to $15 an hour back in 2018, and both they and Walmart gave out substantial bonuses in 2020. Target also established a minimum hourly pay of $15 last year. So it's clear that this is becoming an industry-wide trend. So this is making a really good argument for the fact that competition actually drives up wages. Walmart is raising their wages because they're losing employees to Amazon. Same thing that Costco is doing, and they're losing employees to Target. And so they're trying to raise wages for people that are working there so they don't leave and go get a job at Target or Amazon. It's just competition between those businesses. And they want to jump the gun on raising their wages. That way, when they announce a minimum wage hike, their stock price doesn't crash through the floor. They've already baked in the minimum wage. Same thing, Amazon and Walmart and Costco and Target and all these companies not affected by those wages going up because that's already what their wages are. Mm. All right. So so anyway, that's that'll help also. The only, the only people affected are going to be the mom and pop shops. That's, that's so, it because they can't pay that much. We hate corporations, but we want to make them bigger. Yeah. Yeah. We mm. want to make laws that only the biggest corporations could actually handle. Put that yeah. in your pancake and flip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To, to, to round us out here, Charlie's got a dumb bleep, which I'm going to put up on the screen for everyone to see. And just how ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. Uh, okay. This coming from the ever so thoughtful and enlightening Twitter account of Connecticut Dems at CT Dems. It's the Democrats from the Connecticut. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. So this is what we talk about all the time. Um, all you have to do is name your bill something great and then people buy into it. <laughs> they'll literally buy into it. And and they'll start yelling at you on Twitter. Okay. So they tweet out, it's called the American Rescue Plan, folks. Democrats are literally (laughs) rescuing the American people. And the GOP position is unanimously no. (laughs) Let me read that again. This is what some people actually believe, by the way. This is this is real belief. So we're laughing at people's belief here. Democrats are literally rescuing the American people. They named the bill American Rescue Plan, folks. So they're literally, you are drowning and we are throwing you a raft. 
with a rope tied to it and everything. And don't worry if the rope gets caught around your neck. We're still going to pull you up to safety. Okay. That's that's a rescue. Okay. And the GOP position is unanimously no, because not a single Republican voted for this, by the way. They passed this with uh, what their plan was, which was to take over all three branches of government. And that's how they got it passed. Yeah. So Uh, this is just unbelievable. Believable. Just so you know, um, Democrats were also literally <clears throat> making health care affordable with the Affordable Health Care Act. Mm-hmm. And, and Republicans were literally patriots because of the Patriot Act. And also, Bush literally did not want to leave any child left behind. And so no children got left behind because it's in the name of the bill. Exactly. Re- if you can't you can read because we passed the bill okay so we know <laughs> that you weren't left behind and you can read the name of the bill oh. all right that's how stupid this logic is it's the name of the bill therefore if you don't vote for it you don't agree with doing what the name of the bill is god what children are there running massey should rename uh. his bill education for all <laughs> yeah. just and, name it something and then it, it dissolves the department of education <laughs> but just name it education for all guys it's literally education for all yeah how do you, you not support this universal education <laughs> <laughs> just name something medicare for all and have it where the government gets completely out of health care yeah it's literally health care for all it's I, medicare for all everyone how can the democrats be unanimously no against that <laughs> clearly they they hate health care. Like the, gotta... name, the name of the bill literally describes what the bill literally does. I'm, I'm saying literally a lot because they use the word literally in the tweet. And so the name of a bill that in 2021 describes <laughs> the way you said that. what that bill literally does. The way you said that in my mind reminded me of liar, liar. <clears throat> the name of this bill <laughs> that I hold in my hand... <clears throat> is American Rescue Plan. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, we're not going to bore anyone with any ads for any of the stuff that we have. The pen is blue. (laughs) The the pen is blue. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're older than a lot of you youngins listening, so you probably never heard of the movie that we're talking about, you know? Or Jim Carrey. (laughs) Never heard of him before. Because he didn't get enough awards, (laughs) so he's not enough. Oh, Charlie, tell everyone, I guess we can't say ads. Exactly. I'm not going to, I will, I'm not going to talk about the Patreon group. Mm-mm. I'm not going to talk about any trading class. We're not going to go into any details telling you guys where to sign up or anything like that. You're going to have to, you have to fend for your own or listen to what we put in to the show for all the podcast folks, because you know, Hey, this was, this was done by request. <laughs> so I don't want to mention anything about it. I don't want to waste anybody's time. We're going to get straight to. If you enjoyed today's show, which I'm sure you did, it was filled with <laughs> laughter. It was, oh my God, the kiss in the live group is absolutely ridiculous. I don't even know how you would get to the live group, though. No, I, we can't mention There's it. There's no way. We can't mention it. No. While we're talking in the live group. We can't. No. This is a live show, folks. Yeah. So, but if you enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, you absolutely enjoyed today's show. Today, we absolutely crushed it. And so if you did, then I'm asking you, please share the show with a friend. Tell someone that you love and tell someone that you hate. And then have them tell 10 people 
we're going to create a pyramid scheme of a good morning liberty sharing. Okay. <laughs> so you tell one person and make that person tell 10 and that person has to make those people tell 100. And that's how we grow the show to the ultimate liberty show. We probably are probably the fastest growing libertarian podcast out there. So get in while the train's running smooth is what I say and share the show. <laughs> <laughs> and leave us that rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you do all of that, we'll be back again tomorrow for Dumb Bleep of the Week. Hope you guys have a good day. You stay classy. Good morning, Libertas. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Go to mastermystonks.com. If you've never traded stocks before, then you can watch it. We go over vocabulary. We go over what is day trading? What the heck is this? What broker should you use? What kind of strategies do we use? What kind of, how do you read charts? All these kinds of things. So you go to mastermysongs.com. Use the promo code SAVE20 to save 20% off on your first two months. And join the Discord server. That's where everything's happening these That's days. Patreon.com slash Liberty. Y'all get on this Discord server. Post them GIFs and memes. They're so hilarious. We get made fun of and we appreciate it. So join in. I just had somebody message us on Facebook, said they're going to join. So we really appreciate all of you guys joining. And it's only five bucks a month. Come on. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. By the time inflation rolls around over these next couple years, it's going to be pennies. Okay. So get in. It's basically nothing. (laughs) And and it's it's so much fun. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. And (laughs) patreon.com slash good morning liberty. (laughs)